What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Tuesday episode of All Canadian. Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill. We got some U Sports stuff to get to today. We've been talking all week. We were talking all week last week about the CFL. There's been a lot of big things coming out of the CFL. But we are sticking U Sports this week. First, sponsors, news and notes. You guys know what's going on. And of course, we start off with Sawdust City Brewing Company, who offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This June, get it before Canada Day, listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP, all caps, during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. And as always, Fox 40, the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network, is brought to you by our friends over at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all your return to play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com to check out products like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, the Electronic Whistle, and the Whistle Gator. Not to mention that at checkout, you can enter the code CFP15 for 15% off all of your return to play whistle needs. So check that out, fox40shop.com. News and notes though, some big news coming out of U Sports, specifically Quebec City Way. I will see everyone at Laval December 12th for the 56th Vanier Cup. I'm going to be there. See you when you get there. We have a Vanier Cup date though. Vanier Cup date and location. Fired up about that. Sixth time in 10 years hosting the Vanier Cup for the city of Quebec and Laval. Um, is it just like the permanent home there or what? Like, do we just call Quebec City the home of the Vanier Cup? No, I'd like to still see it get paired eventually with the Grey Cup again. But for now, until it is paired, you might as well have it at the nicest U Sports Stadium in the country. Laval Rouge or know how to put on a party. And if their team's playing, it gets even better. It is quite the venue, like you said, especially when the Rouge or are at home. But if we were going to see the Vanier Cup elsewhere, where else would you want to see it played in Canada? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, you could, you could use some technicalities and get it into a CFL stadium by saying, oh, you could have it at the University of Manitoba Bison's home field. Uh... I personally think the brand new Richardson Stadium would be a great host for a Vanier Cup. I don't know if it has enough seats for that, though. I'd like... They wrap all the way around. It's a pretty big venue. I think they could do it. Yeah, it, it would be good at Richardson. It'd be nice to see them fill the stands again. I don't think they have since they got the new stadium set up. Um, but it'd be nice there. Uh, Montreal had it a couple years ago. That was an electric atmosphere. The way that their stands is set up, the, the volume just gets to peak levels. Uh, Saskatchewan would be nice to see as well. So uh, there's definitely options throughout the country. Uh, it's just at Laval, you always have top-end stadium and accommodations. Absolutely. I mean, such a nice stadium. Even if you want to travel a little bit down the road, host it in Montreal, you get Molson Percival if the Owls aren't in town. So... A lot of good venues across the country. Moving on to some more U Sports news. Going to go out east. I know we touched on it a little bit last week. We are going to get into some more detail on this. The AUS 
has a season and a schedule. Yeah, this uh, this conference gets a six-game schedule, and for them, they don't actually have to change anything because they usually run a shortened season compared to the rest of the country. Business as usual in the Atlantic time zone. St. Mary's going to kick off the season hosting the X-Men from St. FX. Who do you like coming out of this conference? I mean, obviously, we have the powerhouse that's Acadia. Bishops is slowly getting up there, I guess you could say, like... But who would you put as kind of your dark horse team other than Acadia? Because I think that's uh, that's where we're both leaning coming out on top of this one. It could be St. Mary's. Out East, you never know what's going to go on throughout the year. Uh, seems like a new team every year kind of takes over, and Acadia is looking to break that stretch. Uh, St. FX should be promising, uh, but St. Mary's with Shedler Fervius, you, you never want to take him off, off the docket. Uh, he's, he's a threat to change a game in an instant. I'm curious to see how Acadia is going to look without Hunter Gennard this year under center. It'll be different. Uh, they should have a lot of guys back, though, that can definitely make an impact. Uh, Cole Estabrooks, for one. So you never know with these teams having the extra year off how they're going to shake out. Uh, so it's really anyone's game. We'll see when we get to the Loney Bowl who is going to be at the end of the road. But we're going to skip across two conferences now and head out to the Can West. Big time schedule coming from the West Coast. Some teams even taking some jabs. Yes, the Regina Rams had a lovely six meal core or six course meal of a release video where they called Josiah Joseph fresh meat at QB. Uh, I don't know if that's really true. He he kind of took to Instagram and posted a video of him throwing a dime to Jalen Philpot. Uh, but with Can West, we're gonna get into it a bit later on. Uh, I'm glad the schedule's out for them. Yeah, I'm really excited. We're leaning that much more towards U-Sports football and having a U-Sports football season, but still nothing out of the OUA or the RSEQ, and not even a mention of the OUA in Lisa McLeod's return-to-play proposal proposal last week. It's it's kind of written in the sand. It's whether or not she's going to say it outright. Uh, if we're playing Canadian football in the province of Ontario come September, there is no reason that they can't provide the university schools with a, a safe way to play. And I believe there is a schedule in the works already, but that will have to be officially announced later on. I mean, Ontario is nearing stage two. We're nearing 70% vaccination rate already, which was Saskatchewan's target. And now, in Saskatchewan, it looks like they're going to have their COVID-19 restrictions lifted as of July 11th. This restriction includes everything up to masks as well. Masks will not be mandatory after this. Hopefully, we can all throw out the masks that we've accumulated and wasted money on over the last year and a half. If we get vaccinated, absolutely paramount. It's our weekly thing to bang on the table for needles in the arms. You guys know the drill. Needles in the arms means fans in the stands. And the Riders actually had a really smart staying in Saskatchewan, I guess. The Riders had a very smart approach to this. Literally, needles in arms, fans in the stands. In this case, it was fans in the stadium. You could go to Mosaic Stadium, get your needle, hang around, chat with some of the players, socially distance, of course, following health protocols, but... Yeah, I thought that was brilliant from the Rough Riders organization. I'm surprised more teams have not thought of this idea. 
or tried to do it out with the massive size of each stadium. Uh, but I'm glad Sask started the ball rolling. We really seem to like Saskatchewan today. Eh? Lots of news coming out of Saskatchewan. Veteran defensive lineman, Chad Getter retires. That's big. That was some, some depth at defensive end for them. I know, like, next guy up is Keon Adams or Jordan Reeves, but good with the bad. Second-round pick, wide receiver, Terrell Janna has also signed. So good news for them, but for the love of God, please use this kid in the slot. Honestly, for Chad Gita retiring, I'm pretty sure he's going to the U.S. military. Kudos to him. I hope he's safe while he's working out in the field and... Also, uh, what an honor it is for him to represent his country. One final thing for news and notes. That always segues us into our Bet99 talk. Bill C218, the weekly topic. They had a reading yesterday, Monday, the 21st. The debate has ended. There are no more amendments. It is do or die time for Bill C218 in reference to single game sports betting in Canada. The vote will take place today, Tuesday, June 22nd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned if we can legally gamble or not. I mean, all signs point to it being yes. What do you think is going to happen? I think at this point, it's just a matter of getting through or not. It's pretty significant because this week is the final week of activity in the Canadian Senate before Parliament adjourns for the summer. If it doesn't go through... If it doesn't go through now and Parliament dissolves after and Parliament dissolves after they come back to session, that means the bill doesn't go through. So from a political standpoint, from a legislative standpoint, this needs to go through this week. I'm happy to hear that there is no more amendments. It's just going to the vote now. So I'm optimistic. I really think that this is a massive market that the government is just taking its time looking into it, saying, okay, look, how do we how do we do this, maximize on it, while you know, appealing to the organizations that we need to? And that's always a great way to segue into our Bet99 segment. Every game starts at Bet99, and we are responsible gambling. But if you are looking to get in on some of the Euros action, or maybe you want to bet on Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, or maybe you want to get on the Montreal Canadiens as they close in on a potential Stanley Cup Finals berth. You guys know where to go. Head over to Bet99. Register. Code is CFP, all lowercase. It gets you 100% of your initial deposit matched, up to $600. You put down 100, you use the code, they give you 100 right back upon registration. You can then gamble away that $200 of money on whatever your heart desires. This week... We're flipping it around. Normally, it's Connor's covers. This week, a little bit of Wade's wagers action. So I'm giving him the lines. Wade's going to give you guys his picks. And we're starting off with the Euros. Overall pick to win the tournament. There are some good lines out there right now. But which one is your favorite for value right now? It's going to be Belgium. Kevin De Bruyne is my favorite soccer player, football player, if we're going to keep it with a football theme this week, in the entire world. They are currently plus 660 to win the Euros outright. Romelu Lukaku got on the board today, uh, late in the game against, or yesterday late in the game against Finland. Their team's looking pretty nice. It's all coming together for them. 
I think it's their year. Uh, they, they've been marketing as our time, lots of optimism, and they have the team to back it up. So plus 660, nice little bet there. If that cashes out, man, that's a, that's a good-looking long-term play. Heed the advice, hammer Belgium 660, staying with the Euros, Croatia versus Scotland. Where are you going with this one? I'm going Croatia to win outright plus 125. Scotland drew with England last week. I feel like that was a high emotion game. A lot of the players are going to be pretty gassed from it. Emotionally exhausted. Croatia, meanwhile, is just coming in. Luka Modric just rules the midfield for them. Makes all the difference. They're plus 125 to win outright. I'm liking Croatia. All right, and I'm liking this switch up because we are getting into basketball. I know a little bit more about basketball than I do about soccer. I will not lie. Not a big soccer guy, but I'm getting into it for the Euros. Hoops, though. We are at the Western Conference Final. The Phoenix Suns, Suns in four versus the LA Clippers. Spread is six points in favor of the Suns, who, without Chris Paul, were able to steal a win in game one. Clippers, Suns, where are you going? Phoenix is going to win. Don't get me wrong, but a six-point spread, I kind of like the Clippers to cover here. Uh, once Ty Lue has his chance to make adjustments and see the game plan without Chris Paul, I think it's going to be very different outlook for the Suns offensively. Uh, I, I would like to see Devin Booker go for another 40-point triple-double. I just don't know how likely that is. So I'm going to say Phoenix wins, but the Clippers cover that six-point spread. Hedge your bets. There you go. There's a lesson in hedging. Take the Suns to win in the money line. Pick the Clippers to cover. Hedge your bets, folks. Moving us into the main segment. You heard it. Can West football schedule officially released. To recap, before we get into it, they are going to be playing a six-game schedule. They have a two-game start, a conference-wide bye week in week three. Then they're going to finish it out with four games. Hardy Cup semifinals are going to be around November 12th to the 14th. Hardy Cup... November 19th to the 21st. Can West football. Love to say that out loud. Uh, I would like to point out that the University of Alberta Golden Bears will be opening up the season 2-0 uh, going into their bye week. Uh, that is that is just outright. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Take your money and run. Uh, but we got a lot of great games coming down the stretch here for Can West football. Game 1, Week 1, who you like as your favorite game? I like two games, but there's one that we have to highlight first off. That's Cal Sask. You have to say that one outright. That is the Hardy Cup rematch. The reigning Vanier Cup champs kicking off this season. Having that banner ceremony too on September 25th. So you can see guys like Josiah Joseph in a queue. Jamin Pelly, one of the game's best interior defensive linemen. The Philpott brothers. Flip side of the ball. Nice. Mackert, Noah Zer. There's talent all over the field. And with that Calgary banner raising, you're going to see a lot of guys come back, and they feel like they've kind of been disrespected. I mean, we mentioned it, the Regina Rams saying fresh meat at quarterback for Josiah Joseph. He came in and won some games last year for the Dinos. He's a fifth-year guy. Extended age rule helps him come back this year. But then you still get those guys like you mentioned, Jamin Pelly. He's going to make life a living hell for the guys on Sask. I'm excited to see the that matchup, but I'm also excited to see the Regina Rams take on the Manitoba Bisons. 
Manitoba's lost a lot of guys due to graduations in the last couple years. Regina, though, is a growing young team. If Regina comes out hot, Coach McConkie gets the right play calls in, this could be a stunner in some people's eyes. I think so. I think so. Regina has the ability now. I think, you know, you said it. They're growing. Here's where I think they could take, you know, kind of a little bit of a big stride. You know, you beat, you beat Manitoba, who has lost some guys, like you said, come out hot. Maybe you're strutting a little bit, give you a little bit, little bit of extra confidence going into week two when you got to play Calgary. But yeah, no, Regina, man, I, I like them against Manitoba here. So that moves us into the second game that we like, and I'll let you take this one. Get ready for Jonathan Rosary to have a field day. Okay? At home, foot field, the Golden Bears, offensive line U is going to come out, slap some people in the mouth. Manitoba is going to fall. Could they be 0-2? They will at best be 1-1 by this time. I'm putting it out there on tape. Alberta is going to be in the playoffs this year and going to be a pain in the side for teams that can't put them away. Yeah, O-line U out there in Cam West. Those guys up front are going to let Jonathan Rosary have a day. And don't forget about guys like Brugmeyer on the defensive side as well. He's going to make a difference for that group uh, as they look to move into this next tier of teams in Can West. By week, then we go into week four where we've got some interesting matchups. We've got Sask hosting the Golden Bears. We've got Regina hosting the T-Birds. And Manitoba hosting the Dinos. Those are going to be three tough matchups, I think, for teams. They're going to be... I could see us going Calgary, UBC, and then toss it up for the last game in Saskatchewan. Uh, I'm going to flip you there. I'm going to go with Regina over UBC in week four. I like that a little bit better. And then, yeah, Alberta-Sask, like you said, that's a coin flip game. On any given day, could land Alberta, could land Sask, so I'm just happy. I'm just excited to see how that one's gonna play out. UBC and Manitoba could could tank this year. In all honesty, I mean we don't have a lot of continuity on offense. UBC lost their monsters on defense, so that's gonna be a big turnaround and learning experience for them. Uh, meanwhile, we're talking about teams like Alberta and Regina who have been building these young cores. So you really have your three tiers of Calgary, Sask are the top, and they have proven that year in year out and then this year we're going to see those younger teams leapfrog the other two teams as in UBC and Manitoba so it'll be interesting but week five here we go the battle of Alberta and the battle of Saskatchewan it's on rivalry week is here in week five right in the middle of the season these teams are going to be kind of beat up kind of limping their way through but at the same time just one week out of the bye, they could be feeling it with some new schemes, some new tape on the on display, trying to confuse their opponents. This one's going to be a slugfest, though. I'll start it in Alberta. Alberta versus Calgary. This could be a prove-it game for Alberta for me. I mean, you're, you're stepping up against the Vanier Cup champions. You have the talent around you guys to pull out a win. I think this one, like you said... Middle of the season, guys are going to be beat up. Alberta's got a chance to maybe steal one, but they have to be on their absolute best game. So I'm excited for that one. You talked about guys on the defensive side of the ball. 
And I'm excited to see how guys like Jaden Dalkey on the back end of Alberta's defense are going to match up against the, the seemingly unstoppable pair of the Philpott brothers. And with Alberta, we cannot forget that week one of that 2019 season, it came down to a Dean Leonard pick six to kind of quiet the crowd. Because up till that point, Alberta was driving with a chance to try and steal the game. Do we see a repeat? There is no Dean Leonard to make that pick six. So if it turns out the same way, does someone fill in that spot? Or does Alberta take full advantage? We will have to see in week five. Week seven, when we close out the season, we've got a rematch of last year's Hardy Cup. Calgary going to the Saskatchewan Huskies to close out their season in what could determine playoff seeding and a chance at the Hardy Cup. I'm winded. I'm winded from all this matchup talk of these. I'm, I'm ready to see it play out. I'm, I'm not winded, but I'm done with talking about the matchup. I want to see this on the field. Get me those nice blackout UBC jerseys. We can have the blackout Bison jerseys, not at the same time. We can get Regina's nice Ram visor that they had. Saskatchewan always has clean jerseys. The Dinos have a new look. Alberta's always got nice clean jerseys as well. Get them suited up, put them on the field, and let's see what two years worth of training has brought for these young athletes. Dude, I'm excited for you sports football. That is all I can say at this point. I'm excited to have a physical schedule to look at with both now the Cam West and the AUS. Hopefully, the OUA and the RSEQ are shortly behind. That's going to wrap it up for this Cam West schedule rollout segment. And last week we saw Madden 22, the cover. I don't know how you felt about it. I kind of like the two goats. It's two of the most popular players in the league. They're trying to sell a product, and that will sell. But they announced that they are finally updating their franchise mode. One of the things they announced was that they're just throwing in the coaching tree from NCAA 14. So I don't know how big of a difference it's going to make in the franchise mode itself. But it got Connor and I thinking, what if we did a build-your-own franchise with U-Sports? We're going to pick a school, which will get us their logo, stadium, conference, location, and jerseys. Then we're going to pick our head coach from anyone in U-Sports. Then we're each going to get three players. We're going to go back and forth so we can't keep taking each other's players, or I don't take all three of Connor's guys. And then we're going to see how the teams look at the end of that so we can go ahead and keep in mind if we pick a team because of the conference when we jumble up the players and select our three we're just going to pretend that the other conferences and other teams had to jumble up players too so if we pick an Acadia it's not just because we want to be out on the east coast it's because we like that a with the axe men going through it Connor I will give you the first pick in the CFP franchise mode team builder. Who are you going with? So we're starting off with team. So that's your school, your stadium, your conference, your location, your jerseys. So those of you who know me, you've known me for a long time, you know I like a clean look. One of my favorite looks of all time is an all white look. I love the white outlook. But with that, you also have to play with a clean stadium. You have to have a good backdrop. You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. I am going with one of the best backdrops in all of U Sports. I'm going to the University of McGill, 
Most impersonable stadium. The red and white. It looks clean. The field plays nice. Great stadium. Montreal is a great football atmosphere as well. When teams are winning, and that's what I plan to do. I 100% thought you'd go with the Montreal Carabae. I'm going to stay here in Ontario, though. Take me out to TD Waterhouse. I'm going with the Western Mustangs. We're going to play in a top-end conference. I know it doesn't matter with the teams, but London as a whole is a great football city. Everyone in there loves, eats, sleeps, and breathes Western Mustangs football. TD Waterhouse, we all know that the stadium itself, the field could be a bit better, but the stadium gets a rocking environment, lots of fan support too. The logo, a classic in Canadian football. School's a good school as well. And then I have all that jersey combos that I can play with. I can have that blacked out look with the purple chrome helmet. I can have the gray. I can have the white. I can have purple. I've got it all. So I'm going Western Mustangs. See, that jersey thing played into mine heavily because McGill hasn't technically put their new uniform set out. Yes, they're the Redbirds, but I now get full creative control over the uniform sets. I'm having an all red. I'm having an all white. I'm having an all black with a matte black helmet. I'm playing it up. So that went into my decision as well. I don't know if they actually have a jersey that says Redmen on it. So they may not have to change a single cent. <laughs> they might. They Either should. way, you're I get creative it. control. <laughs> so, McGill and Western with the first two. Moving into, head co- moving into the head coach talk. You were so kind as to give me first pick with stadiums and such. Where are you going with your head coach? There is no surprise where I will be going for my head coach. Glenn Constantine, Laval Rougeor. The gold standard in coaching. There is no way I would go away from him. Undeniable. Undeniable. You don't even need to say anything else. You just have to say Glenn Constantine and people know. Good pick. Good pick. That leaves me up. You've been trying to guess where I was going with my head coach. Had a lot of time to think about this one. I'm going to the Can West, and I'm going to go grab our guy, Scott Flory, off of the Saskatchewan Huskies. He's done great work out there with that program. Offensive linemen that transition into coaches as well, for whatever reason, they're just good at it. So that's where I trust my players, my scheme, and my coaching staff with. Is Flory over at Saskatchewan. I wonder if you guys will have a power run game. I, I, I just could not imagine Scott Flory having a power run game in Canadian football. That is... In the RSEQ un- at that. Unthinkable for Scott Flory to have a top rushing attack in the country. It's not like it happens every year. Just... No. Wow, what a, what a great thought by yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Players, I'm going to give you first pick of player. I get to go wherever... It- I get to go wherever I want on this one, eh? Hmm. <laughs> Including kickers. Including kickers. No, no, no. I will not be doing that. I'm sorry. I know they're important. Very rude. But I will not be taking a kicker first overall. With the first pick in the 2021 CFP franchise mode U Sports draft to the McGill Redbirds, I will be picking up a running back from... The University of Saskatchewan. I'm going with Adam Mackart. I'm realigning him with my head coach. You got a guy that knows how to use him. Obviously, I'm playing power run football in the RSEC. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You left 
Trey Ford on the board for me at number one. I, I'm also going to leave him on the board. Games are won and lost on line play. Peter Kazushka, offensive tackle, Alberta Golden Bears. I'm going to build up my team with some grit and some power and some freakish athletic ability. Kazushka is going to provide that for me off the hop. Can't argue with Peter Kazushka, one of the best offensive linemen. I think he we had him as our early second offensive lineman on our U Sports Top 20 Size and getting coached up out at O-Line U with Coach Morris. Never a bad thing, especially in this hypothetical circumstance where we get to poach him. That leaves me up. And I'm going to leave Trey Ford on the board again. A quarterback slide. Man, if I'm playing RSEQ football, it's power run. It's big, big offensive line play. So you took Peter Kazushka. I'm taking Spencer Andrews from Waterloo. To protect my star running back, Adam Mackart. Didn't expect me to go there. I don't think you did. I, I honestly didn't, but I'm, I'm going to leave quarterbacks on the board as well. I'm not going there. I will, however, stick with the Waterloo Warriors. Give me Tyrell Ford. I want the DB that's going to lock it up. Give me the return value as well. I'm, I'm trying to build my team here, and I, I need pieces all over the board for this. I was hoping you were going to leave him for me, but I can't be mad that you grabbed him. It was an eventuality that he was going to go, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, if one of us had to pick him up, uh, go with your third pick, because I'm going to surprise you with my third one, I think. All right, third and final pick for me. And if you know me, if you listen to this show, one thing I like is RSEQ defensive back play. I am going to go get one and put him into the RSEQ for me. That is Matt Lucician, the Calgary Dino. One of the best available this year. I think he's going to have a great year coming up in that Dino's back end. I need a DB. Run games and defense. That's RSEC football. All right. Franchise mode to me. Here, here it comes. Every year in Madden, I find a rookie or a second-year quarterback. And I then have them for eight seasons if I want to play. If I get Trey Ford, I can turn around. He can be gone to the CFL next year. I get one year of that player. I'm building my franchise. Slide it on over. Kingston, Ontario native. I knew it. Alex Freakin. Oh my gosh. The Team Canada quarterback, one of the top prospects at his position in the country. Bring it on over. To the Western Mustangs, don the purple, white, and black, and let's win some Yates Cups. Alex Freakin, you are my pick. I'm going to go off the board and get a freshman QB because I like to have as many years as possible with that player. I have five seasons now of good, solid, high chance it's great quarterback play and behind Kazushka and maybe in the later rounds I supplement that with some top end veteran receiver talent Alex Freakin come on down as soon as you said you were going with a rookie or second year quarterback I was about to jump in and ask you if you were going with a guy that had no experience in U sports yet but I didn't want to ruin it oh man 
That's a great pick. That actually, that you said it was going to surprise me. It did. Frankly, love that pick. I think we're going to see big things from Alex Freakin. We're going to have to hang on to these lists and maybe do another draft. To supplement them? Taking into account what we now have. We're going to have to do this again. I feel like we just got to start building an actual roster out. We can slowly build it on as we lean into the U-Sports season. But the big shock, no Clay Sequeira, no Trey Ford, no Tanner DeYoung, and no Josiah Joseph selected in the first three rounds of our U-Sports franchise mode. Instead, Connor went heavy on the run game and then balanced it out with a good veteran DB I secured my quarterback of the future, a stout offensive tackle, and the most or and the most electric return man in the country who also happens to be a top end DB. You're leaving me up with the fourth pick next though, and I've got weeks to think about this now. Who knows when we're coming back around? I'm gonna be in my room just plotting my roster like a GM for the next like however long it takes. I'm winning this thing now. And on that note, that closes it out for tonight. As always, the Canadian Football Perspective podcast is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all your return-to-play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15. And as we round out the podcast, going to end it off by cracking a nice Sada City beer. Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more about beers like the Dad Beer. It was just Father's Day. Dad Beer, a nice choice. This June, though, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age. We're out. That's all for now. You know where to find us. At Connor R. O'Neill. At Wade Zank. At CF Perspective. Stay tuned from us on Thursday. We'll be back. Check out yesterday's episode with Marsh on the A Block. And then you know tomorrow will be DT and Marshall on the breakdown. Let's hope we have some good news on Bill C218 to come at you with on Thursday. Until then, we will catch you guys.